Well, here we are again, the beginning of the holiday season. And if it seems like celebrating the holidays start earlier every year, it's because it does. Uh, the holiday music, movies, merchandising, they've appeared earlier and with greater frequency than last year. Um, and while many refer to this as the holiday season, I think of this more as the I can't believe it season, um, because how often do we say I can't believe it uh, during this time of year? Uh, we see Christmas uh, show up in the stores, that happens, you know, about six weeks before Halloween, um, and we say I can't believe it. You know, they already have Christmas stuff out. And then we get to this week, Thanksgiving week, and we say, I can't believe it. It's Thanksgiving already. And then before we know it, Christmas will have come and gone, and then comes New Year's, and we'll say, I can't believe it. 2022 is over already. I can't believe it. The holidays are here again, so say it with me, I can't believe it. All right, very good. Now, it is common for many of us to make, you know, a vow to promise that we won't get caught up in the trappings of Christmas this year. Rather, we're going to focus on the hope that the birth of Jesus gives us. And sometimes we're able to keep our focus on Jesus. And then other years, we get caught up in the details of the celebration. Well, the passage for this morning is Romans chapter 14, verses 17 and 18. Uh, you can turn there in your Bibles. Uh, Romans is the sixth book in the New Testament. It is right after the book of Acts. Um, you can also look it up on your phones, Romans 14, verses 17 and 18. You can look it up on your phones if you'd like. Uh, this passage is not a Christmas passage. It has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. Yet, it does give a great reminder to us about the kingdom of God that very much applies to how we live this time of year. Our scripture reader for this morning is Brooklyn Mai. So Brooklyn, if you can make your way up to the podium. As she does, I'm going to ask if you're able, please stand and face the center of the room. We stand because we believe that this is the word of God and we read from the center of the room to remind us that Scripture is to be central in our lives. It is the primary lens we use to live. And so, Brooklyn, whenever you're ready, please read Romans 14, verses 17 and 18. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Brooklyn, great job. Thank you very much. You may be seated. We all have childhood memories of Christmas traditions and celebrations. One Christmas tradition that I grew up with uh, was celebrating St. Nicholas Day. I grew up Catholic and in the Catholic Church. Every saint has their own feast day, a day when they are remembered for their faithfulness to Jesus. And St. Nicholas Day is December 6th. So every December 6th, I would get a stocking full of candy and toys and those kinds of things. Now, just to be clear, I still got presents on Christmas, all right? Uh, but St. Nicholas Day was almost like a precursor to Christmas. It was a foretaste of what was coming in the next three weeks. It set a festive spirit 
for the rest of the month. And I have fond memories of getting that stocking of goodies every December 6th. We all have childhood memories of Christmas traditions and celebrations. Christmas nostalgia is powerful. Those memories that bring a sense of joy and peace. And a lot of those memories are about how we celebrated this time of year. And a lot of our celebrations include eating and drinking. And we can get caught up in the eating and drinking, which represents all of our traditions of Christmas. Now, there's nothing wrong with our celebration traditions. But this passage in Romans reminds us that the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, those are words we can just kind of gloss over really quickly. Um, those are words that sound like things you'd hear in church. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, what is interesting about righteousness, peace, and joy is those three things pop up together in that order a number of times in the New Testament. For example, if you look at the Beatitudes given by Jesus in the, what we call the Sermon on the Mount, um, Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Or verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, peacemakers, rejoice and be glad, righteousness, peace, and joy. You see them uh, together again in that order in Romans 5, verses 1 to 3. Since we have been made right with God by our faith, we have peace with God. This happened through our Lord Jesus Christ, who, through our faith, has brought us into that blessing of God's grace that we now enjoy. And we are happy because of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. We also have joy with our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience. Made right with God, peace with God, joy with our troubles. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy. So, as we enter the holiday season yet again, can we keep our eyes on Jesus using righteousness, peace, and joy as our guide in doing so. They are what Jesus came to bring. How much of what we do this time of year is about those three things? Because the passage in Romans 14 goes on to say that serving Christ in this way in righteousness, peace, and joy is pleasing to God. So let's start with righteousness. Righteousness is simply 
correctness in thinking, feeling, and action. Being correct in your thinking, in your feeling, and in your action. Now, usually, we link righteousness with our behavior. Doing what is right, that is righteousness. Well, that's only a part of it. What about correct thinking and feeling? The Bible says to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. Now, that seems like an easy enough command, a simple enough command. Be happy with those who are happy and be sad with those who are sad. We can do that. However, how often does something good happen to someone else and we don't rejoice? Maybe we become envious or jealous and we think, well, they don't deserve the good they got. Or maybe we wonder, why doesn't anything good like that happen to me? And a little bitterness sets into our hearts. Rejoice with those who rejoice isn't always easy. Mourn with those who mourn. Now, a little bit of confession time for me. Sometimes when I'm watching a football game and the team that I'm rooting against has a key player get injured, I have mixed feelings, okay? Especially if that player has been killing us in the game, okay? And I have mixed feelings for two reasons. One, I hate seeing people get hurt. That's not good. At the same time, it helps my team. So part of me is happy that they got hurt. And that's totally wrong. I'm confessing that to you. That is not okay. So then I'll start rationalizing. Well, Maybe they're just be hurt for the rest of this game. Then they can play in the next game when it's not against the team that I want to win. You know, they are killing us. Just let them be up for the rest of the game. Or maybe there is someone in our lives who just isn't very nice. They're arrogant, self-centered. They're not pleasant to be around. And then something bad happens to them. It's easy for a part of us to not be so sad about that. And rather than mourning with them, we rejoice inside. They finally got what they had coming. Righteousness is more than just right actions. It's right thinking. It's right feeling. And the reality of the gospel is that when Jesus came, the message was goodwill to men. Jesus does what is right towards us. Jesus will mourn with us, rejoices with us. Jesus loves to do what is right for us, even when we don't see it. And right before Jesus was arrested, he told his disciples, if you love me, keep my commands. So as we enter into this season, let's remember, this is the season of goodwill to men, the season to do what is right in what we do, how we think, 
in what we feel. So how might we need to refocus our celebrations of this season to live out righteousness? What traditions do you need to change to be correct in thinking, feeling, and action? Along with righteousness comes peace. Peace is simply between individuals or promotion of harmony, peace. There are a lot of things that we associate with peace. A sleeping baby, sitting in front of a fire, watching a calm, gentle snowfall outside, or cuddling up with a good book and a favorite drink. All images of peace. How about this one? A holiday family dinner. Does that give you a sense of peace? Not so much. That's nonstop stress from getting everything ready, like cleaning the house, cooking the food, putting up decorations, to the chaotic energy of a packed home, squeezing 14 people around a table that seats eight, uh, to that one relative who always has to make things awkward. Why do they have to do that? They ask all the wrong questions, like, why aren't you engaged yet? Or, you still don't have a job? Or they bring up the worst topics. They just make the worst comments like, I'm so glad, you know, uh, the Republicans won the House. Or it's awesome that the Democrats held the Senate. You know, they just have to bring up the wrong topics at the wrong time. The Bible says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Blessed, Jesus said, are the peacemakers. Promotion of harmony. Now, righteousness is to be right in thinking, feeling, and action. Now, what's ironic about linking righteousness and peace is that people who have to be right in how they think, feel, and act are often the ones who cannot keep the peace. They have to be right, and they won't let us rest until we agree that they are right. So, just to add a layer of difficulty to living out the kingdom, we have to be right in our thinking, feeling, and action, and at the same time promote harmony. The reality of the gospel is that when Jesus came, the message was peace on earth. Jesus promotes peace in our lives. And Jesus is always right in his thinking, feeling, and action and promotes harmony at the same time. If you're right and your righteousness brings chaos, then you're probably wrong. If you're right and your righteousness brings chaos, you are probably wrong. Right before Jesus was arrested, he told his disciples in John 14, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace is the one thing most of us miss 
every holiday season. Between the shopping for and wrapping presents and decorations and travels and parties and dinner and everything else, it is really common to be glad when the holidays are over. Why? Because now we can finally get some peace. The kingdom is not about eating and drinking. The kingdom is about peace. Take a good look at your traditions and what traditions do you need to change to promote harmony. Along with righteousness and peace comes joy. Joy. A deep sense of delight. And obviously the joy we are talking about goes way beyond the joy any gift can bring. Now there is joy that comes with the satisfaction of getting what we want. There's a deeper joy though. A joy that takes a look at the whole picture of our lives. The whole picture. Which includes all the different ways God has blessed us, how God has gifted us, how God provides for us, how God has given us purpose, our family, our friendships, how God has protected us and has kept us safe. All the things in life that have made us feel blessed. But when we look at the whole picture of our lives, it includes all the different ways God has blessed us, but it also includes the ways life has been hard. The challenges, the setbacks, the failures, loved ones we've lost, physical and health struggles, financial uncertainty and hardship, the times that we were wrong, the mistakes and all the consequences that came with them. When we can look at the whole of life, the good and the bad, and have this deep sense that it is good to be alive, that life is good, that is joy. The Lord has given us life. The same Lord who has given us life is with us, with us in the good and the bad. And that gives us a deep sense of joy, a joy not dependent upon things going our way, a deep sense of delight that comes from the Lord of life. The Lord who comes to give life in abundance. And if you're in the middle of loss and grief and uncertainty, that joy is probably not going to be experienced as delight. It will feel more like, I don't know how everything is going to be okay, but I know 
everything's going to be okay. Knowing that everything will be okay in the middle of your grief and uncertainty and loss is a good place to be. The reality of the gospel is that when Jesus came, he came with the message of joy to the world. Jesus comes to bring joy, not a fleeting joy, but a joy that is with us no matter what. And right before Jesus was arrested, he told his disciples in John 15, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This holiday season, how much of a delight will you be and experience? And look, and I like to say this from time to time, if you have the joy of the Lord, please, please, please tell your face, okay? Tell your face that you have the joy of the Lord. I do not understand why people who claim to be followers of Jesus this time of year have a countenance that's a mix of the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge. I do not understand that, okay? Tell your face. It's a good thing to smile when we experience joy. Look at the life God has given us. And so as we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is an opportunity to experience a deep sense of delight, the joy of the kingdom. The kingdom is not about eating and drinking. The kingdom is about joy. So take a good look at your traditions and what traditions do you need to change to experience a deep sense of delight. Righteousness, peace, and joy, they come up in the Beatitudes. They show up together in the New Testament. And Jesus talked about them right before he was arrested as if he wanted to hammer home their importance one more time. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And Romans 14, that passage, it said that anyone who serves Christ this way pleases God and receives human approval. The holidays are here again. Let's make the most of the kingdom opportunities they give us this year. As we experience righteousness, peace, and joy, as we bring righteousness, peace, and joy. We please God, and we are a blessing to our neighbors. Please pray with me. And Lord, we do thank you for the righteousness, peace, and joy that Jesus brings to us as we remember and celebrate his coming, his birth. Lord, help us experience in a deep way through your spirit, your righteousness, your peace, your joy in such abundance that it overflows through us and that everything we say and do 
is ultimately for your glory. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Receive God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.